Welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Today we are talking about how we are getting on with isolation and have we started anything yet with the challenges. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. I'm excited, really excited to be here. Maybe it's just I'm just really happy to talk to someone because these four walls are closing in on me <laughs> so quick and so fast. <laughs> Darren, how are you, pal? Oh, you good? You took the words right out of my mouth, man. Yeah, these walls are closing in quite thick and quite fast. But you know what? It's... Uh, safer stay at home you know don't add to the problem make sure that we're helping and we are seen to be helping in it so far which is great uh i think yes. apparently i think i heard a new story this evening that they reckon that we will be successful at flattening the curve so yeah everybody's been great now okay we are on lockdown so last week we were on isolation now we're on lockdown and you know yes. You can't go out now, so regardless of that. But look, like I said, you can still go out, even on the advice that we gave at the time, you know, go somewhere local. So if you've got somewhere local in two kilometres, get out early, go out before the sun rises, get out before anybody else is up. Don't touch anything, but just take your pictures and come home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, 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 I struggled. Well, I didn't struggle. I had loads of things to keep me busy at the start. Doing the van was a big, massive help. I'd say if I didn't have the van, I'd probably be tearing my hair out. Oh, wait, I don't have hair. Um, <laughs> True story. I haven't gotten much further with the, the van. Uh, to give you a bit of an update, I have one speaker in the back now as well. Okay, uh, very good. So you got mono sound. Uh, so I would have two only for Halfords, so me a dud speaker. So there's, it looks like it was used before and sent back, and they just put it back on the shelf. That's the way it looks. Because I took them out of the box. I didn't really look at them. I just installed one, cut what I needed to cut, wired up the head unit. And I was there going, okay, that works perfect. And then I took out the second one. And then there's a digit missing as if it's rubbed out what? on the cone of the speaker. And then the cone itself is ripped. After the cone is ripped, so it's no good, man. I know, yeah. So I was there going, you're kidding me. And I couldn't go back because then we really did go down in lockdown. Yes. Oh, so man, yeah. There's nothing I can do. I can only have one speaker in the back at the moment. So I can't continue the work on the van to finish that part of it off. But, oh, sorry. And then I was waiting for the window. The company bought the window off, purchased it at half 10 Friday morning. They said next day delivery. I do understand that it would be delivered on the Monday if it's next day delivery because of business hours. It's Tuesday. It's still not here. You know, and I'm there going, what was the point of putting that? Now, I know, don't get me wrong. I don't want people attacking me saying, oh, look, look what's going on around you. That's fine. That's no problem. But yet I ordered stuff off a company called Zag International on the Friday afternoon. And that came this morning. You know, so. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what? Look, I mean, look, we are really in different times and okay, the system might say one thing, but the reality is that it could take quite longer because, you know, everything yeah, has been stretched maybe. at the moment. It's really hard to get around. So, yeah, I would be one of the people that go, all right, man, you know, 
cop on like because I know, like, I there's know. a lot of stuff that's happening out there more important I suppose really than <coughs> your window going to your van but yeah you know what I mean look the, I agree. The, the, the key thing I suppose really is that you know when you think about where we are at the moment and what we're doing you're keeping busy you're you know finding jobs to do that you always said you never had time to do oh oh yeah. I wish I had time to do that job oh when do you want to do this love oh, I'll do it there uh, yeah when I get a chance <laughs> When I get a chance, when I get a chance are the worst words you've ever said now because a lot of people have a chance. So there's more and more people doing stuff around the house than before. And you know what? It's a good thing to do too, though, to be fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Uh, my, my house still isn't clean, but I've been doing things that needed to be done, like clearing out presses that have been just needed to be. And I only moved into this house, what, in August, and I'm tearing things out of the house already. Mm, but nice. the only problem now that you have at the moment though is being stuck in the home and you see all the things that you want to get done you go yeah I'll do that when I get a chance now you have a chance but you can't get what you need because everywhere <laughs> is closed yeah yeah and how about you at home like is there any projects that you've been doing or anything like that um, yeah I mean I've done a couple of the challenges actually I suppose from the photography point of view but just generally what I've been doing is keeping busy because I'm working anyway so I'm working from home so there's no real change oh, for me okay. um, so you know I get up in the morning and I'm still working until I finish and I finish around half six in the evening like and then I come out of my room so you know it's uh, really really hard I suppose with a three-year-old and a five-year-old to work from home because my wife is doing a phenomenal job to be fair because I'm on constant calls you know, yes. if you're working not in an office, and other people aren't in the office, then you're having multiple conversations. So she's doing a phenomenal job, I have to say. Like, you know, so every so often, right, like okay. I'll put the phone on mute and I'll shut the door and go, lads, come on, keep it down, will you? <laughs> but I don't really say it as nice as that, you know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> Shut the... F <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So, you know, working from home has its challenges as well because, like, you know... you. <laughs> I don't go out to work now. I get up in the morning and I can, I can have a routine. Like I said to you the last time is that, you know, yeah, keep a routine yeah. in what you're doing. So I get up in the morning and I'll have my coffee in the morning. And instead of going off out the door, I would just turn left and I'll go into my room. And, you know, the problem, I suppose, that it encounters then for me is that this is normally like where I am right now is my photography area. And now I'm working from that area. So it's kind of a, a tough one because it's kind of encroaching in my own personal space, let's just say. But... At the same point, it's great that I have that space because I can't imagine people have to work from home that don't have a room that you can go into and you're having to try and do all this and trying to, you know, keep things going, I suppose, with, with kids running around you. And kids, you know what? They're full of energy at the best of times, but now they can't even go out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? about it, when you said to kids, best energy at the times, you just kind of gulped as if, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, you man. look like a man who wants to throw his kids out of a moving car. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't go that far because I can't go far with them in the car at the moment. They could know how to get back. That's it, yeah, exactly, yeah, you know. Um, but no, it's uh, it's definitely something which is completely different to have to deal with. And I'm happy that I kind of followed my own advice, like I said, and keep a routine because I'm finishing at genuinely a half six every evening and then I come out and I spend an hour, an hour and a half with the kids and then we have dinner so it's kind of like a normal evening let's just say but during the day for sure I think luckily I'm working because otherwise there'd be so much of a list that needs to be done around the house and like I said from the outset you can't get anything because everywhere is closed yeah yeah 
It is a tough one. It is a tough one. But I have been trying to follow your kind of advice as well, like get up, put on normal clothes, uh, have a good shower, brush the teeth, you know, the normal kind of routine things. Yeah. Like even my children now, they're lazy then as well. Like like I'd, I'd come out to them at 11 o'clock and I'd be like, have you not brushed your teeth? Like, and they're like, <laughs> no, we forgot. Get upstairs. And then they'd be in their pajamas, like, get dressed now. But we're not going anywhere. I don't care. I says, get dressed you're not knackers come on get on mm. with it but no mm. they will they'll get dressed and and yeah down sit down to two girls make sure they're doing their homework right uh doing the school lessons I'm, I'm doing school lessons there that i never thought that i even knew you know so it's grand and you, you'd be surprised at what you learn in your lifetime that you never did in school and you kind of picked up and you're like okay like yeah that's kind of awesome i kind of know about this thing even though i never studied it but it's, it's kind of cool that way, you know. What about the kids that are going for their leaving cert or their junior cert now and they're studying yeah. science and as a parent, they may not have done science and the parent has to try and teach them science, which is very scientific. It is not up to interpretation. <laughs> it is very ones and zeros, you know, or maths. Like I remember when I was in school, I remember talking actually to, you know, Thomas Seeley from your club, Blackwater yes. Photographic Society. Yeah, love so it, he, man. Yeah, so he's a teacher and he was a maths teacher. And I remember talking to him one day going, Thomas, why did we do complex numbers? And he was like, oh, it's, it's good, you know, because you and I, I just blanked out. I was like, okay, there's still no reason why I know why we did complex numbers. What use is it going to be? So can you imagine if, my, like, I'm lucky my kids are young, but if I had to teach the kids complex numbers, number one, I load and detest them, but number two, I couldn't grasp them. So what am I supposed to say to them? I'm their teacher. Yeah. Now I'm in that boat because Alicia's in her junior cert year, so she's due to sit hers in a matter of weeks, months. But darn, she's not doing it. Mm. Do you know the, the this whole school system is going to be? They'll, they'll think of something. Now the leaving starts. They're different kettle of fish. They're going to have to do it. Yes. At some stage, I I reckon late August maybe or something like that, and they'll push back stuff. I don't know. They're going to do something. I was trying to think how they would do it if it's still going to be on. I wouldn't imagine we're going to be on lockdown, I suppose, by the time the summer comes. Might be on semi lockdown, let's just say. But I was wondering would they do it over the internet and use the technology that's there? But the problem that you're going to have uh, with that is you've got your computer in front of you and you're doing your exams, but you also have your phone right next to you or you might have an iPad right, right next to you. And the temptation for somebody, as good as they want to get good grades to get stuck in something, would be difficult to police anyway you couldn't police it unless you got a parents with them to make sure they're not cheating but then who knows there'll be certain parents out there going go on son yeah. get that a plus that i never got by go on son do you know what i mean I'd never do it <laughs> but like that, but that's the thing you know so how are they going to do those exams like i mean you know you yeah. say in august and stuff like that but okay that now delays everything even further from the potential starting of the college year because yeah. if the kids coming out of school haven't got the results and they haven't got those through and they can't get them processed and the CEOs haven't been submitted and can't be started, you potentially have colleges, depending how long it goes on, that won't have any first years. That is a, and that and that's a fine, a massive financial loss to that college then as well. Because like you look at the cost of sending a child to college, forget about the accommodation and all that. That's a different kettle of fish. But the fees alone can be thousands and thousands of euros per child, per adult at that stage. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like the impacts, I suppose, from the whole COVID-19 coronavirus is going to be widespread. We don't even know right now in regards to where we are from an, ins- you know, we're all on lockdown. We're on isolation. We're not doing anything. You've pressed pause on the world effectively. So the world is one big cog where everything is going to be connected to another cog and another cog and another cog. And, you know, it, it runs kind of like clockwork. But now you stop that central cog, which is people, and all those other cogs out there have to stop as well. And they have to either, they can't keep moving in any way, shape or form. They have to stop if the one that they're connected to has stopped. So eventually, you know, you're going to have a situation where you're going to create gaps. Like, you know, the the, the manufacturers, we touched on it there when we were talking about the whole um, crisis right now. The manufacturers haven't got a way to be able to you know, showcase their products. They don't know in regards to, is there going to be a market there for their products? The research and development of their products potentially had to stop because they had to shut down the R&D departments. Yeah, yeah, it's a big hit. It's a massive big hit. And I don't like it simply because I've been begging, literally begging for Sigma to make a bloody RF lens. (laughs) And, And if you think about it, that's not going to happen now for quite some time. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, shit, man, come on, get strap up your boots and get this done. But, you know, if you think about it there, like from the whole manufacture of the equipment, but think about the use of the equipment. So, you know, we spoke earlier on about or the last episode about wedding photography, but think of it something right now we, is filming, right? So we said how they're going to show the new movies, right? But you look yeah. at what's on TV, and even now when you're watching TV shows, I watched Claire Byrne last night on RTE, and she was broadcasting from her shed out the back of her house. And then I watched somebody else, and they were also broadcasting from a shed. So, you know, this is primetime TV, and somebody is broadcasting from their home because they're in isolation because of the crisis that we're in. So they have to split things up and how they're doing things. Even the panel guests that are sitting there are sitting two meters apart. But now think of bigger scale things like, okay, let's say Fair City as an example. Are they still going to be able to make Fair City? Are they still going to be able to keep that part of the human psyche in Ireland, which keeps everybody together? It would mean go back. Okay, it's probably before your time. Maybe, maybe not. But Glen Rowe and Glen Rowe, Billy and Blackie. Yes. Like Glen Rowe was part of our staple diet. It's what everybody, we'd only had two channels, you know what I mean? So you had no real choice. But imagine that being taken away. And that's the potential that they can't make sitcoms right now that people love. Like in England, I think they've stopped making Coronation Street or something like that. Yeah. So that's going to be, what are all those people going to do? What are the actors going to do? It's a good thing, really, because I can't stand it. I can't stand any of them, but, you know, I mean, they're just a good example. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't watch any of that. I wouldn't subject my eyes, ears or anything to watching it. But think now in regards to, you know, the bigger picture from outside of you and I and how we're surviving isolation. We don't know how to deal with isolation. We don't know how to deal with lockdown. If I told you back in January that when it comes to the end of March, you would be stuck in your house and you would not be allowed to leave your house, you would have said to me, get away or that, man. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Like, we, we really don't know where we are today. And we definitely don't know where we're going to be tomorrow because something else is going to change tomorrow. And, like, you know, go back to um, when we, you and I were supposed to be going away to England. And we cancelled mm. going to England because we couldn't get the ferries to line up. 
Now, yeah. we were only in England as an example. What about people that have flights booked, not just from now, but all the way through the summer, and they don't know what's going to happen with those flights? They want Flight to go somewhere. Booked. Your flight's to Lanzarote. Mm. You don't know if you're going to be able to go to Lanzarote. So, like, even right now, where we are from an isolation point of view and lockdown, we've got further road reaching things that we don't even know. Are we going to be able to do that? When are we going to be able to do what we could do so easily before? Yeah. It's going to be tough, man. It really like, is going to be like, tough. Like, you know, okay, here, here's your, your, your dilemma or quandary as well, right? So you're producing and creating content on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And you're damn good at it. Thank you, sir. Now, you have to change how you're doing things. You have to find another way for you to be able to create. That's true. Right? And I have. I was only thinking of it when I was editing the images there from uh, Crahi Sea Arch. And I was looking kind of going, man, do you know, aren't we so lucky we got there when we did? Because we wouldn't yeah, have been able to get true. there any time thereafter. And how long is it for somebody else is going to be able to get there that doesn't live locally? It's going to be a lot. A long, long time, I reckon so, simply because this thing isn't going to blow over anytime soon. No, it's you know, not. It's, like I said, before we're actually allowed out of our homes, I reckon it's going to be late July, genuinely. But I could be totally, totally wrong, Like, but I think that's what's going to happen. I think by June there'll be a small bit of let-up if we look at what's happened in the other countries. There probably will be a let-up by June, but I definitely think April is going to be a lockdown month. And I think May, we will see the potential of all the actions that we have been doing since mid-March. Uh, like, don't forget, you know, for Ireland to do what we've done, there's a lot of people out there who go, that's unconstitutional. You can't tell people to stay in their homes. They're, 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 they're right. They have a right to free, to freedom, let's just say. Yeah. Um, but now when you look at it, it's, it's a health issue. It's not the health of you, it's the health of the people that are next to you and the people that you could meet and the people that you potentially could put into danger if you get into an accident or anything like that. And it's to reduce any draw on resources whatsoever so that the people that are there that can help, as we said last week and we saluted the medical professionals and we do it again and we talk about it right now because it's going to get even harder for them. But I don't want to be part of adding to a workload from an already stretched system. So, you know, I want to stay at home. And I would hope that everybody, and we seem to be, you know, generally, I suppose, um, adhering to the recommendations of the rules, let's just say. But going back out to create for you and for me, I'm a landscape photographer. This is what I do from my pastime. Now I don't have my pastime and I have nothing else that I can put into play in my pastime. By Okay, I've got the camera and we'll talk about that later on, but I've got, I can't get out and explore and get the fresh air and get the release from the world that I normally love to have with landscape photography. And not only that, but now my entire home life has changed because my home life is now my work life. So now there's no escaping from that point of view. And then over, moreover, I've got no real kind of avenue for me to be able to get out and breathe in and love the the natural environment, which is what strives me to create in the first place. So then I can look at it and go, oh man, do you know what? I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to chill out and not going to pick up the camera. I'm going to take a break from it or I'm not going to try and do anything new. But I think that's, as I said last week, I think that's wrong. 
I think right now we're oh, yeah. in a situation oh, yeah. where the earth is effectively going to be on pause. And this is when you can be, a, it potentially could be a very uncreative time. But I think it's a time for creators to be creative and find yeah. different ways of doing things. And, you know, guess what? We'll probably come out the other side of it, like I said last time, but, but doing things that we never knew we could do, you know? Yeah. No. It's funny that you say it, it's, you know, trying to think of new creative things to do for creative content. So I released my first video of Lightroom Learnings mm -hmm. uh, last week. So it's just the start. That's the boring part of the first episode, getting the, the tidiness out of the way and making sure you have a good structure. So the next couple of videos, I don't know how long this is going to go for, but I'm going to keep doing it on a weekly basis and uh, just look. If you enjoy it, great. You know, you might learn something. You mightn't learn something in every video, but you might pick up a small little tip here, there, and everywhere. And it might not make you better at it, but everyone else around you. So that's what I'm trying to do to keep busy and kind of get creative. And there is other things that I wanted to do, like reviews. So I wanted to review my Lytra torches that I had, the Braven speaker that I use. And there's also my jacket, the mountain equipment jacket. So both of them I can use, uh, do a vlog on. So there's plenty of content for me to put out there. It's no problem. So, yeah, all good in my end, really, to be honest, yeah. But you know what, Darren, before we move any further, look, let, why don't we go for a quick break and we'll be right back with how we're getting on with our challenges. Are you tired of running out of power at that crucial moment? Do you need to charge two batteries simultaneously or charge on the go while in your car? The award-winning ProCube 2 from Hadel has got you covered. Available for Canon, Nikon, Sony and Panasonic. Visit Hadel.ie And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that break because uh, we did. I had to go and get some refreshments. I needed a cook. I'm feeling very parched, Darren. Doing a lot of talking tonight. I had to get a beer. It's okay. Well, I didn't want to say you got a beer since we were being all professional and stuff, it's you know just, what I mean? It's podcast night. I have a beer with podcast night. <gasps> Normally you have a brown paper bag around it. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> Only when I'm video. Oh, that's so funny. I remember the first time you used it, I was roaring laughing. It's not a it's not a brown paper bag, by the way. It's a you know, it's a brown wooden log type of cup. Oh, is that it? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, okay. Why do I think it's a brown paper bag? I have no idea. You think I've no class, but go on anyway. You've got a 40 ounce in your bag. I do, yeah. Um, <laughs> flagging, right? Be flagging. That's my flagging, yeah. My totally dog. Lads, we put out last week's episode and we wanted to put forward to you some series of challenges. So you just uh, gels and uh, uh, just using your creativity. I can't remember off the top of my head and what we talked about. It was one whole a week ago. <laughs> my God, you can't remember all those great ideas. Outrageous carry on altogether. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, but you probably will know them by default because you've tried some of them anyway. Sure. Yeah, true, true, true. So I just want to know how ye are getting on with your um, challenges. We'd love to know in the Facebook group. Uh, let us know how you're getting on. Show us some of your pictures. Actually, maybe, Darren, if it's okay with you, maybe because you uh, put up the Sunday showcase, why don't you put up the Sunday showcase for challenges only on the Sunday uh, when the Sunday good idea. comes out? Yeah, good idea. Yeah, and see what people are coming up with for their challenges. Yeah. Have you done any challenges, Darren? I played around. Um, I didn't get much time, like I said, for the reasons mentioned earlier, but I did play around. And um, I did a test shot of an idea that I had. Like I said, I wanted to do something for the kids. So I went rummaging through the 
multitudes of Lego. Lego, by the way, are the most dangerous thing in the world. I wish they should be banned because, my God, you stand on them no matter what you do and, my God, they hurt. But anyhow, um, I went searching through and I found a Lego character, but not a small one, a kind of a larger one of a fireman or something like that. So I said I'd play around with that and I took out the Sigma. I set up a bit of tin file in the background, crinkled it up, like I said, and... Um, mm-hmm shot at 1.4, shot the uh, figure and changed the colours then in the background as well, using the lighter lights and the colour glasses that we have for it. Um, yeah. And it was pretty cool, actually, to be honest with you. It was fun to do it. It was, um, you know, challenging in a in, in number of ways because trying to figure out what to do with the light because I'm normally used to photographing vast expanses, but I was close up at this one. But... Yeah, I threw the iPad uh, underneath it as well, so I got a reflection of yes. the character, and, you know, I just changed, like I said, the different colours. But one thing I did notice was that I took one of the kids' Spider-Man masks and I put it in front of the camera, and it created, like, a... Frame. A, yeah, but it was a weird kind of frame because it was an unusual shape of the mask, you know? But I was quite okay. surprised it was still able to see through the majority of the image, even though I had the mask, as I thought, covering the most of the lens. But in fact, it was covering probably around about the top third of the lens, and that wasn't even appearing on the uh, the image, which was quite interesting to do, you know. So I did learn from it, but I, what I did learn was I was shooting at f1.4, and that depth of field is extremely low. So even yes, it is. It's good fun though. It's extremely low. So I got sharpness on the figure's face, and I put a tire in front of him. Just I said, okay, because I had the reflection of the tire, and it was bouncing the light colours off the tire. But the tire then wasn't sharp. So mm. I again, you know, I I was using the Sigma. So the problem that I have with the Sigma is trying to bring the files in to look at the files because that's right. You can, yeah. You can get a um, an XT3 or X3F, I think they're called, X3F files. You can get that as a plugin for Photoshop, but you can import one photo at a time. You can't get a preview of what, that photo when you want to import it. So I didn't take too many shots because I wanted to be able to get them back in the computer and see how I got on with them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at them here now. They're really, really cool. And even the ones that you did with the lighter torches were really, really good. I love the kind of green bokeh that you used. And uh, yeah, they're very, very interesting shots. Yeah, that's, that, was, that was the second part then that I did was I said I try and throw a product in there. So I threw the lighter light in. But yeah. again, I figured out that the depth of focus again at 1.4, I mean, the text on the top of the lighter light yeah. is sharp. But by the time you get to the back of it, it's, it's soft. But I... Yeah. Definitely do like the idea of it. I really liked the whole idea of creating the scene, but using tools. And mm-hmm. all it was was tin file at the background. But you wouldn't know it was tin file when you're looking at that shot. I wouldn't think, That's would you? Not. No, no, no. And like to leave you getting the text nice and sharp. Would you not have thought of maybe focus stacking? Yeah, of course. I'd have to try that thereafter. You know, I mean, it was my first time mm-hmm. doing it. I mean, because I played around and said afterwards, I suppose, in my head. I'm shooting at f1.4, okay, so if I went to f8, I'd get it all focused, but I potentially wouldn't have the lovely, beautiful bokeh. bokeh that Sigma produces on their lenses. Um, yeah. And that then would negate the purpose of doing it. So, yeah, it's right. probably going to have to be focused stack if I want to stay at the 1.4, but definitely for my first try, I really did enjoy it, and I definitely learned something that I think I can you know, take going forward. And more importantly... Since then, my wife found 
a Spider-Man uh, character. So my okay. youngest is biggest into Spider-Man, so I want to do a photograph. Like I said originally, so it's good because I have the Spider-Man character. I'll show you too much, Drop Spider-Man. Oh, so don't, don't kill him. I didn't kill him, but uh, yeah, there's there's my Spider-Man. Ah, that's there. cool. Yeah, so I'll get a shot with him, and I'll try and play around with it. Maybe try and do some different backgrounds, but I definitely think it was something good to start out with. Yeah. How about you? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I kind of did the same as you, and simply because now I didn't want to do it because I know you had done it already, and I kind of did this before previously, maybe a two about two or three years ago, but. Uh, I'm part of the CFT underwater photography group, which is a group on Facebook. It's like your normal standard kind of photography group that you can be in, but it's all kind of scuba divers and underwater photographers. Yes. And because we are isolated, we can't get in the water. So Richard Thorne, really nice guy, has created this kind of series of challenges. So what happens, he starts a challenge day one, and the challenge was spring. Okay. And you can interpret it whatever way you want as long as you kind of stick to that kind of genre of a team, you know, but you can use it however you wish. So he put up a photograph of uh, some sort of a flower and not, not up to date with your flower names. And it's a daffodil to me. Okay. <laughs> you know, if, there's, if it's yellow, it's a daffodil. Yes. But no, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice picture, right? But then I was like, okay, so I went out to the garden that morning then and there's a bit of dew on one of the flowers, so I took a photograph, took about six, seven photographs and focus stacked them. So it's nice and sharp the whole way through and then you got this beautiful bokeh in the background. Day two then, uh, Andy, oh sorry, once Richard has posted that, then he nominates someone to nominate a challenge the next day for everyone to do. Okay. So Andy Keegan then, his challenge subject was blue and green. Okay. And I said, Jesus, mother of God, what am I going to do with blue and green? Then the talk that we had about the colour gels, and it's like, okay, look, I'm just going to do the colour gel thing. But I have a big, massive kind of black perspex kind of unit, right? And I mean, it's massive. It is huge. I'd say it's about three feet by two feet long. And what happens was I put the Canon ESR up on top of that, right? at such an angle that the lens is facing me and that, but then you see this the writing of ESR up in the right hand corner. Now, what I've done then is like you, I put some tinfoil in the background, but I pegged it up onto kind of a coat hanger so everyone can see it, right? So you've all this crumpled up tinfoil in the background so it's nice and kind of bokehlicious. But on the right hand side, I've got a blue gel firing off and then on the left hand side, I've got a green gel. But the difference between you and I, I used speed lights. Okay. And had, like I said, I've these gels and when I had to do, I've no holders from, I can't find them. Just, they must've been my last house or something. So I had to use masking tape on over the, the speed lights, but I didn't want to use them too much either because I know some gels have a tendency to melt onto your speed light if it gets too hot. Yes. So therefore, if you're shooting too fast or too much with your green gel, then it's going to be a green gel forever. Ouch. <laughs> so you got to be careful of that. So I'd pop off a shot, compose it, have a look at it. Uh, if I'm not happy, maybe take it again in about a minute later. Even though there's probably nothing wrong with shooting straight away again, but I'm just conscious of my gear and I, I really do look after my stuff. But like I said, I have the black perspex underneath it. I have the lens pointing towards me and it's actually like a mirror reflection. And the bokeh... You, you don't know 
that there's kind of a horizon line, whereas you see it in your picture ever so slightly. Yes. And I didn't even, tr I didn't try to uh, negotiate for this at all. It just happened by accident. And some of the best things always happen by accident. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize till I got sat down to the computer and I looked at it and I I don't know where it starts or finishes. Brilliant. Do, do you know the, the, the mirrored reflection? As they're going, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm going to pretend I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's out of the bag now. Yes. But look, that, that, was my, <laughs> that was my blue and green gel thing, right? So then Andy kind of nominated me for, this, for the third day. I was thinking, okay, what are we going to do for day three? And I couldn't think and I couldn't think. And I was like, okay, look, we're all scuba divers. Right, mm -hmm. so we can't get into the water and scuba dive. And what do we love? Water. Mm -hmm. So it's like the challenge subject is water. Okay. And interpret it whatever way you wish. And I tell you, a lot of people today are struggling. Not only I, I was in my head. I was there going, <laughs> I have this. I know exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm so sorry because I struggled all along. I must have spent the bones of three hours on this project today. Wow. Three hours trying to get it right. And I'm still not happy. I was thinking to myself, how hard can water drop photography be? Mm. Very freaking hard. Very hard. Very hard. I was ripping my hair out. Did you not use your hair on Capture Pro? I did. I did, I did. And it was good and crap at the same time. It's Some parts of it were very, very good and very handy to use. But then trying to synchronize all the triggers together to mm, work in harmony mm. was just a shit show. I mean, I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? You know, one would decide to work over here and then this guy over here would have a meltdown and it's like they're having an argument with each other, you know? Mm. And they're about to go to war. But then if I just want to, if I wanted to use simplicity, kind of these two here would work in great harmony and they work flawlessly. They're absolutely brilliant. But like I said, when you start trying to work them all in this kind of little one group, it's like fucking Ireland going to war with someone in, in World War Three or something. You know, it's just... And, and do you know what, Darren, there is probably such an easy way to get them to work together, but I just don't know how to. RTFM. No, I, I'm a man. I'm a boy. <laughs> yeah, I suppose every manual goes out with manuals. the box and the receipt. Ah, no way. I cannot read it. But you know what it did for my shots, though? What? I shot these three photographs, right? So... I started shooting the water drops photographs and I struggled. I think I took 700 photographs today. Wow. I'm not joking. 700 photographs. And I got two. Wow. Right? And they're not even that good, Darren. I don't even really like them too much. So I had to kind of give it an editing technique kind of flow of process to make it that much more appealing. And it did. It came out okay in the end. Black in the blacks. They weren't great. So, like, I have this kind of blue, kind of alien kind of head coming up as a water drop. Yes. It was okay. And then I have this other one then on kind of a splashback that's coming down in a mirrored reflection, where it's just kind of white parts of the water showing and everything else is black. It's kind of trying to get my creative juices going. How did you do that, that shot? So, that was literally a, a punch bowl, so to speak, full of water. Okay. And it's just angles a couple of degrees above being kind of horizontal ever so slightly and I'm shooting into the bowl and I have a speed light on each side of the bowl but I have the rebounding card right on each, 
speed lights have a thing called a rebound card and you kind of pull it out at the top yeah. and it just fires a bit of eye flash into the eye so it gives you a bit of catch light in the your subject matter's eye yes so I use the two of them so they're firing back down the flash into the water and it's slightly giving it a mirrored effect once I get into the light room then I'm going to crush the blacks down to zero yes. I mean the whole way down and then you're moving the whites more or less the whole way up to the right. But then you've got to start fiddling around the highlights, shadows, and kind of... I removed more water drops than anything else to give it more of an artistic flow, having a look at it. And, like, this water drop over here isn't suiting the image. Mm -hmm. There's no balance between it, so I'd remove it. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of sitting down and editing it for half an hour, I'd say, it took to edit that photograph. But for, again... For the one photo... For that photo, it took about half an hour of editing. I, when, like, I, when I first saw that, I saw that I knew that it was water, but it actually intrigued me because on the right-hand side, it looks like a couple dancing. Oh, yeah, I see it. It looks like a parrot is going to eat her head. <laughs> was, I just, was I going a bit far there? Was I? How, many, how many photos of that did you actually take for that one? I literally had the Hadal Capture Pro in my left hand, the trigger, and I had, I see, I don't have an eyedropper or a water dropper or anything like that. There's nothing open, like. Mm -hmm. So I had to use Trisha's freaking wa sports water bottle and literally pour it in ever so delicately, keep my finger on the trigger, and just go. Yes. And just hoping for the best. And I picked this out and I got it. And that, 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 that's just a result of my work. But I wasn't happy. It's, it's okay. It's fine. You picked one of the hardest ones possible to do, like. I mean, you're I you're talking a split second, and you need the light, you need the shutter yeah. speed, you need the focus, and the focus is the bigger one because, like, oh, I, yeah. I've tried it a number of times. You know, when you want to try and get this droplet of water in a bowl, like, and you drop a pencil into the water, you focus on the pencil, and you go, okay, that's where the water droplet's going to go. You can set up a a jerry rig, you know, above it, and that's right. have it in the, yeah. in the right spot. It drops in the same spot the whole time, and. These are all things that you can do to get it right, but you didn't even do those because you just made it no. as hard as you possibly could for yourself. Yeah, because I thought I could do this, no problem. Yeah, how hard is it? Water drop photography. Oh man, it's one of the hardest <laughs> ones to do. This is so easy. I was thinking last night, I was like, yeah, I'll smash this and out the park. I'm going to look awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, who looked like an idiot today? Me. <laughs> it, it's extremely hard to do. But actually, speaking of water, wasn't Anthony Lynch is very good for his video and his photograph, actually, of the uh, balloon popping. Did he try it the following Oh, morning? yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool yeah. when you see Could it in slow motion. Something like, like that. Sugar. Should have copied Anthony. But where are you going to get the balloons from unless you got them at home? Ah, just rob them off some child or something. I don't know. <laughs> you can't go near a child. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> You can't even send out your child to normally that you normally do to do your dirty work with the other kids, like, do you know what I mean? But you know what? Yeah. You mentioned there a second ago from the outset with these challenges, and I love that idea of it because it's something that I think we should all try and do is to have different challenges right now. Like I said from the episode last week, right? But spring, immediately your scuba diving crew, surely be to God, there's in all of your equipment, there's a spring in something that you use. Yeah. So why you could have done that. Why don't you yeah. take a photograph of that? Because I didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I did do, right? What? So, because I wasn't too happy with those water drops, right? Uh, my my beloved daughter 
the one I liked the most out of all my daughters. All right, right? okay. Lola, my dog. Yes. She's the one I talked to. Yes. So we went for a long walk today. I just walked the legs off her because I knew what was going to happen because I wasn't happy to think. So I had I shot in my head. I said, right, since I'm a scuba diver, scuba Hang on, diver you went for challenge. a long walk, two kilometers and then back and then two kilometers. I did about back, four yeah. or five laps, like. Right, okay. Two kilometers, nonstop. Yeah. And so we're a scuba diving group. I thought, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put her in the bat and do what's called a split shot. So one over, one under. So you see her legs and her head. But I'm going to put a scuba diving mask on her. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, this will work perfect. And she'll sit in the back for me with this mask on, is what I thought. No way. No. She's sitting here now fast out, fast out, passed out, fast asleep. And she wouldn't do any of that for me. She wouldn't even sit in the bat. She's She stood in it now, all right. And she wanted to get out. She doesn't like water unless she's swimming in it in the sea or in the lake. But putting her in a bat, oh my God, it is World War 54, man. Oh, no, not a hope. So I'm going to get dog biscuits up. <clears throat> did you actually think this was going to work, yeah? Yes, I did think did, it was going did, to work. And, and you say you know your dog, like, and you say you know her oh, very well, like. I do, we're best buddies. I thought I could bribe her with dog biscuits, you know. But I did get some bit of a shot, you know, it's just. I, uh, what I did is I was putting the dog biscuits into the water so she'd have to go. Then I was like, okay, I can't get the mask going. She's not playing ball at that part of the <laughs> I <Okay>. wonder why. <laughs> so then I started plopping the, 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 the bones in and then she'd go down and grab it like the tennis ball shot that we had in our mind. Yes. Right? But I was going to do it with dog biscuits, but then she was just like, nah, she, I got one kind of shot. I sent it to there a while ago, but uh, it's okay, but it's it's... It's not great, but I thought it was just funny. Hang on, I, th I think it's extremely funny for a number of reasons, but the main one is, as you said, you know your dog, so she doesn't like water, but she doesn't mind it when yeah. she's in the river swimming. So you think that she's going to go home for you and go into your bath with water, which is clear, not anything like she can see the bottom, which is not interesting. And you want her to sit in the water that she doesn't like. And then on top of that, yep. you want her to put on these snorkels. Or, I mean, yes. goggles. Snorkels. Goggles. It <laughs> might as well have tried to snorkel. Like, you know what I mean? At this point, because she's never going to do any mm. of them in the first place. You're lucky that she stayed in the bat long enough for you to be able to get the shot that you did get. And to be fair, the shot that you did get is actually a quite a good shot. You, yeah, I mean, look, you know, you, you know, she's in a bat. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But it's a good idea. I think it was quite creative and fair play to you for trying it. <laughs> I'm sorry for Lola for having to try. And, I could just imagine you. Lola, will you sit still? Hang on a second. I put the goggles on you. Look, hang on a second, Lola. <laughs> she's looking at you going, yeah. hmm? Ah, look, she enjoyed it, I think. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Uh, no, we did. We did. We enjoyed it. She, uh, she was happy. Oh, she got dog biscuits. So she, uh, a dog's best friend is not as whoever has food is a dog's best friend. That's what I'm trying to say. So hundred percent. She's got food there. She's happy. Oh, primal you know, instinct, so. boy. Primal instinct overtakes all other instincts. Survival, food. You're the yeah. same. That's why you love McDonald's and Burger King. How are you getting on without McDonald's, man? My miss Chinese food so oh, yeah. bad, man. Chinese. I'm having withdrawal <laughs> symptoms. There's like 
curry oozing out one of my cuts the other day. I cut my hand while I was doing the van, and the next minute, this uh, ZB Tan Chinese curry kind of just flowed out of my hand. Mm. And I, was, I, was, ugh, I miss it so much. Mm. <laughs> well, you know what? At least you're able to put your mind on different things right now and not get distracted by, you know, Chinese and wonton soup. Madison Square Garden and all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, MSG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so come here. Uh, I'm really uh, happy that you started to take up some of the challenges. I'm going to try some more of them as well. I definitely, like I say, I have that Do. Spider-Man piece right now, but uh, I'm going to try some more of them if I get a chance, if I get time. But you know what? The clocks went forward as well now recently. So we've, right. we have another That's day right. of life. I have Taylor given out to me because I'm sending her to bed. It's still not, it's still daytime and not going to bed. Oh, don't talk and to I, me, man. It's the morning times right now is the problem. Is it? Yeah, and they wake up and they go, yeah. it's daytime, Dad. Come on, like, what are you doing asleep? And you're looking going, uh, it's just after six o'clock. Give it a break. <laughs> God help us when it comes to the summer, man. God bless you, because my two are sleepyheads now. I have to say that much now. No, they love their sleep. Morning. The nighttime is, is hard enough as well, in fairness, you know, trying to get them to go to the bed because they're like, it's not nighttime. You're going, it is nighttime. It's not nighttime. It is nighttime. And you're trying to yeah, convince yeah. them in regards to that. And then again, the following morning is tough anyway. So yeah, anybody who has young kids will share my pain, I suppose, really, in regards to you know, they're getting up earlier in the morning and you've got them all day long and you got to try and teach them trigonometry and you got to try and teach them complex numbers and you got to teach them about square roots. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough going. Look, but we'll, we'll motor on. One second now before we, we, we go to a break. If you were to pick one more challenge to do that you have to do, what's it going to be? Oh, man, you put me on the spot there now. I mean, yeah. I've done the kind of macro, not macro, but the kind of little world kind of thing, like, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe clean my lenses challenge or uh, <laughs> something along those clean lines. Clean my lenses challenge. My God. <laughs> I have a photograph for you, buddy. I'm going to do an editing challenge. No, 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 no. I for a photograph or whatever. All right, go um, on. You have to use your Insta three sixty to get the most creative shot that you can in your home only. You that means front and back garden and your house. You can't go further than that. I can tell you straight away I know the shot that I take, but I wouldn't do it right now. I've got a bit to do before I take it. Okay, okay. So that's your challenge that I'd like you to do okay and have I got a timeline I hope not because I've got a bit to do no like no said. no look Darren we're all under pressure here uh, especially me like I'm swooped off my feet here like so, <laughs> so <laughs> but you are you can work from home I actually have no work at all that's the that's the benefit from my, that's not even a benefit I wish I was working uh, so yeah there's no time whenever you do it you do it yeah no I like that one actually I've got a perfect idea for it but like I say I've got a small bit to do first but yeah okay uh, Good one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so guys, we're going to go for a quick break and we'll be right back with the news. Dun, dun, dun. Hello, everybody. My name is Thomas Heaton, landscape photographer and YouTube extraordinaire. And this is the Irish Photography Podcast with your hosts, Darren and Dan. What we used to be, but we argue, baby. 
And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. We're just going to jump straight into the news. And big thank you to Petapixel as we are literally plagiarizing them. Thanks for being Petapixel. <laughs> <laughs> it's news. We'll share it. Wow, we recently revealed the P40 Pro smartphone, the company's latest flagship, complete with some very impressive camera specs. But the most impressive thing about this phone might not be the camera themselves, but the insane digital image stabilization. Shortly after the announcement last week that a video started making the rounds that the purports to show just how advanced the AI-based stabilization in the P40 Pro really is. You can see it for yourself up top in the video on Petapixel. Just go over and have a quick look at it. It is moving the phone wildly and yet the image stays rock steady, almost like it's a still image on the screen. One of two things is going on here. Either the video was somehow faked in post or there's some significant trade-offs at play, such as extreme crop or a significant art fix when this level of shake reduction is applied. Even if it is real, it's impossible to tell how good it actually is without seeing the resulting videos that were allegedly being shot during the demo. Digital stabilization, no matter how good, often produces noticeable artifacts in the form of jitter or wobble. I know it too well all from Final Cut Pro. I absolutely hate it. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to buy a third party one if I can to see if it's any better. But all of that said, if Huawei did manage to include some sort of an incredible AI-powered anti-shake technology into the phone, even with a substantial crop, we would love to know about it. We've reached out to Huawei, not us, Petapixel, and we'll update this piece when we hear back. And in the meantime, you can find out a couple of legitimate reviews of the P40 Pro's camera on Petapixel's website there, guys. So there's a, a review from a Huawei P40 review, and then there's another guy called doing one of the Samsung Galaxy S20. But all in all, that looks fairly impressive if you've got something like that in the bag. Imagine having that in your pocket at all times there. It's amazing, you know, when you think about the technology that's going into your phone, like it's no longer just a phone. It's a camera that has a phone. It's a media unit. It's not a phone anymore. Yeah, well, that's true too, because most of the stuff that you do actually doesn't happen from a phone. It happens from the internet. And even now, when you yeah. think about the, like I've mentioned it there about working from home, the amount of stuff that's happening on my phone now that is purely data-driven is nuts. So when you think about having that and okay, are the specs real? Uh, okay, there's no reason to say they're not going to be real, but okay, are the specs going to deliver what they say they're going to deliver? I think that's going to be, mm. um, time will tell. But I've seen a couple of early things in regards to it, and that digital zoom looks quite interesting. Um, it does, it does. But let, let's see what it does, you know. But yeah, that's interesting from a phone market point of view. Now, you know, they're releasing a phone in a time of uncertainty, okay? You know, it's a brave move. <laughs> <laughs> Brave move. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know if Apple are going to release anything new. I mean, Apple has shut all their stores, but from a phone point of view, it really does show that the technology is there from the camera point of view. You know, and like the lenses as well. I mean, like, wow. Yeah. I got to use my first Leica lens with Dave Kai Piper. And it's funny, actually, because he literally messaged me today about coming back on the podcast if you need <coughs> if he needs to or whatever for a bit of crack and she's we'd love to have dave on again sometime maybe about some topic 
about Sigma Glass or something like that. But listen, Godox have unveiled the AD1200. I myself have the AD360 and I have the SL120, I think it is, or something like that. So it's a continuous light source, but my AD360 is a strobe, full-powered strobe. But this is the most powerful strobe to date. Godax have officially unveiled the most powerful strobe yet, the AD1200 Pro, after first teasing a prototype in late 2019. The company is ready to reveal the final product, making it more affordable than ever to add 1200 watts of flash power into your arsenal. The Godox AD1200 Pro, also known as the Flashpoint or Explore, was first teased way back in December when it was still a prototype stage. Not much has changed about the overall look, of the products since then, but Godox seems confident the strobe is now ready for prime time. The AD1200 Pro is a relatively compact battery-powered flash unit that wants to help photographers overpower the sun without breaking the bank. The $1,600 system is made up of 1200 watt flash head and a rechargeable and interchangeable 5.2 amp 36 volt lithium energy pack that can be fully charged in two hours and delivers between 480 and 500 full flashes per charge. There is of course an AC adapter as well in case you want to opt for mains power. Darren, I would have little or no interest in this mahoose of thing. It is huge looking. I'd have no interest in it at all, full stop. I mean, how am I gonna fit that in my yeah. camera bag? Uh, it, like the, the strobe is fine, I'd get over that. It's, it's quite large, but I would use it. But the battery pack, it's the size of a car battery. It's massive. But it needs to be, obviously, with the amount of power that it's going to use. But you know what? That's going to be, yeah. for a studio fixed setup, I think that's probably a very, very powerful thing to have. But I don't have a studio. I don't have a fixed setup. And I don't see myself going for something that big and that powerful as my first entry level, let's just say, test into using that, you know? So yeah, not for me anyway, but yeah, interesting how they're doing it and how they're coming on with it. Definitely going to be of interest yeah, to somebody I'm who uses something like that already. Absolutely. I, you know, it's great to see these things come out on the market, but yeah, not for me. But listen, we have the most important news of the month here. Something Live something that's, something that's for you and me, because, you know, we bought love. Yeah. We bought love, this manufacturer. We kind of mentioned right. this manufacturer one or twice. Once or twice, once or three times, maybe. once or maybe, maybe, 20 maybe. times, maybe. I'd say no more than five times now. Uh, six, at least, no at least, five. at least, at least. Okay, maybe 10. Canon will live stream a new product announcement on April the 20th. Canon has announced plans to live stream a virtual press conference on Monday the 20th of April at 1 p.m. EDT. What time? Wait, where's that there? Eastern time, is it? Okay. In order to safely unveil the company's new professional imaging products and technologies to the world, the VPC was officially announced earlier today, less than 24 hours after a report claimed that Canon would not be delaying the announcement of its upcoming R5 and R6, the full frame mirrorless cameras. Doing product announcements over live stream is the best option for this time and explains that Canon USA president and COO, oh, here we go. Kazutu Ogawa. <laughs> I love, I got it, I love talking about it. Canon more so because you're going to butcher some guy's name. Go on. Oh my God. I thought you were going to get stuck in the COO. I did get stuck in the eyes. Are cool? <laughs> <laughs> Chief Operating no, no, I, Officer. Go on anyway. 
That's an event. And as Canon continues to monitor the global response surrounding the spread of COVID-19, the effects of which have impacted every aspect of our lives, we would like to thank everyone for their understanding and ongoing support during these challenging times, said Ogawa. <laughs> Even though I say it right, it still sounds funny. Yeah. The road ahead is long and filled with uncertainty, but the broadcast and cinema industries are ready to resume normal activities. Canon wants them to know that they will be there to continue the support of professionals with new products and technologies that meet their needs. So it's as of today, which is 31st of March, we are 20 days, 23 hours, 9 minutes and 47 seconds away. So the time there is that it's one o'clock their time. So it's going to be five hours. Um, so it's six o'clock our time. Okay. So make sure you Depends. tune in for it. But you know what? I find this very interesting because if you remember with the launch of the EOSR, you, me and John were all tuned in to that's exactly right. the same live uh, YouTube, yes, which right. was Scott Kelby. Uh, and he was showing people in regards to what was happening. And then Fro was doing it as well. And all these guys were all yeah. going, they went to Hawaii to go for the launch of this camera. Now, I wonder will they invite us over? I, maybe they will. They don't need to invite us now because we're already invited because we are watching it exactly the same <laughs> as everybody else. And that's the key point that there's no more yeah. delay. Like, you know, when we come through all of this right now, do they really need to create a press event and launch it in that way? Or do they launch it directly live where everybody can see it? Because you get the hands on for the guys that are there using it, but to be able to see it in the first place, you shouldn't have to watch Scott Kelby hold his phone on his lap watching a launch of a new product. And the other point then I think is that when we look at the two cameras that they're releasing, uh, one is confirmed, the other one is a spec rumor, but you got the EOS R5 and the EOS R6. And the yeah. EOS R5 is, is the EOS R version. So that, you know, they say your EOS R is a, a 5D Mark IV, but what they're releasing next is the 5D in mirrorless form. And I think yes. that's going to be phenomenal because some of the specs that are on that are off the charts. But then you look at the R6 yeah. and the R6, is something which is the step below the R5, very similar to my Canon 6D, which I s still use. It's perfectly fine for me. But maybe I'd look, instead of going for the EOS R5, I'd go for the EOS R6 because it's going to be a cheaper, potentially, price. We don't know. It's all um, rumors at oh, the gosh. moment, yeah. But it's going to be a lower price. Like It's going to have apparently a 20 me megapixel uh, camera versus what's the Goliath that the R5 is going to have for megapixels? Uh, so I'll just read through some of the specs here that are official on the Canon <coughs> website, right? So it's basically saying that the new standards and high resolution stills that it's going to be a phenomenal 8K video, which is absolutely, I didn't think that was going to happen. It's unreal. I thought that was just, as are not, not happening. But the ESR5 advanced image quality to a whole new level for stills movies at a blistering 20 frames per second electronically or 12 frames per second mechanically, which is just, ah, oh, beats any camera that I've ever had out of the water. The ESR5 is accomplished, refined, build, built to magnificence. I like the wording. Also, they want you to be a filmmaker, commit your best best stunning AK video, relish the prospect of exciting new possibilities for creative capture, offering full sensor with the 8K up to 30 frames internal recording movie performance with dual pixel AF in all 
8K mode. Wow. The SR allows you to fully expand the genre of filmmaking and explore dynamic new ways of telling your story. So that's phenomenal. If you know, that's the specs, that's the official, that's where it's going to be. But you're mentioning a couple of things there that are blowing you away. And then I'm looking here at the R6 rumors, right? So the R6 rumors yeah. has 12 frames per second burst mechanical and 20 frames per second burst electronic. So the two things that you said there are wow, are in the R6, potentially, right? Go. The 8K is not there. It's 4K at 60p. Has dual card slots, which yours doesn't, which is the USR, but the USR5 will have the dual card slots. But the big one for me here is that potentially they're saying it has IBIS. Yeah. So in, if I think about this, futuring it out, right? I've already said to you that I was interested in thinking about getting the USR. Now you're going to have the OSR5 that's going to come out. And who knows what the price of it's going to be? Maybe you can tell me there. But then you've got the OS6 or EOSR6 that's going to come out, which is probably going to sit in between the EOSR and the OSR5. Or could actually be cheaper, the EOSR, if they follow the same lines of what they've done from the price bracket they put the 60 into. Darren, I think people are going to get an awful shock of the price when these things come out. I'm telling you now, that ESR5 is going to be coming in no cheaper than 4,200 euros, 4,300 euros. I'm telling you now. Now, I was totally wrong with the AK. Yeah. So, yeah. but I did, for what the spec is in this camera, and it's going to be, uh, what is it, a 50 megapixel camera, give or take. Yeah. Right? With, there's no confirmed report yeah. yet. Right? It's going to be in around that ballpark. I mean, to get that camera, that AK video, that dynamic range, that C-log footage, and then you're getting uh, 30 frames, no crop at all in any of the video uh, specs. You're getting 8-bit video, and it could you could get 10-bit. It depends. We don't know yet. I'd love to know if you're going to get 10-bit recording. Now, if you look at the R6, which is going to be a 20-megapixel camera, but probably everything else that that has yes. but just not as a rugged body that's what the difference between the 5d mark 3 and the 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 60 was back in the day is that the 60 was everything internally as good as the 5d mark 3 but the 5d mark 3 you could throw it off a cliff and it'll still work if you threw a 60 off a cliff it's dead i don't know about that i mean okay fair enough off a cliff i'd, I'd challenge you to find that's a bit of an exaggeration yeah, but even still i mean i've used my 60 in conditions that i'm not supposed to use my 60 and it's never malfunctioned once it's a phenomenally built camera oh, i know that yeah. um so you know when you think about where the positionings of the pricing of the price brackets will be you say there about the uh, eos r5 okay it'll probably come in around four grand but will it because now look at the pause in this whole uh, coronavirus, what it's going to do for the market. You know, it's going to be a big change there, I think. Um, mm. And, you know, photography industry is a niche market as it is, and that's high-end photography as well. So I think be ready. There probably will be a price change coming soon. Um, I mean, look, as much as you put a price value on a product, it does not cost €4,000 to produce that camera. Okay, they've got the R&D, but the volume is where it comes into, so that's where they make their money. So, you know, we may find a situation that the volume is going to drop and that the price potentially will drop. And I kind of may end up making a loss 
on some of the items that they're producing right now and they'll make it up from the lenses and stuff like you know lenses yeah 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 now just quickly going back to the the, the comparison between the 60 and the 5d mark 3 the 5d mark 3 is an aluminium body whereas the 60 was a plastic yes body. that was that's what i was kind of implying yes. that it's weather sealed it's much as well more like rugged and stronger yeah 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 but look Call a spade a spade. They're all very good cameras and they all still work to this day. Like I still have a Canon 5D Mark III, which I still use from time to time. Great camera. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. You still use your 60 and produce great pictures. It's the only camera I have. Camera is a camera. Huh? It's the only camera I have. Yeah, just make sure this one doesn't take a swim now, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long ago was that yeah, actually? I wonder, you know. when That's about three years no, ago. No, it's more it? than three years ago, I think. What's that? Yeah. But yeah, my 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 beloved 70D decided to enter the Olympics. Just very similar to my my filter holder decided to enter the Olympics too. <laughs> Do you know what? Now thinking about this, no man, you have. I never I never pitted you as a clumsy type. I'm far feck I'm far me, from clumsy. Are, I mean, like feck me, you are clumsy. You've broke everything that you own. I haven't really. I mean, look, you know what? I, the 70D many years ago, that was four or five years ago, I think, at this stage. But um, I had no other issues until the drone. So it must be you because, like, you must be <laughs> you, you must be my kryptonite because I was over next to you at the time, and you even cut it on film. And I was over <laughs> when my drone decided to take a fall from six feet and break. And when I was in, okay, to be fair, in Don Patrick, that was my own fault. I mean, that was, well, that was my own fault. I think it was the Lee filter holder, to be honest with you, because they're notorious for it. It's probably my aura I made it fall, so it was... Well, you were there, like, you know? you know what I mean? So I'm tying two and two together and getting 27, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, look, I'm generally lucky enough. I haven't had any bad luck in regards to it, but at the same point, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm due something soon. But my sixty has uh, yeah. my sixty has done a great job. So I think hopefully I'll manage to be able to tune into this um, world exclusive because I'm yeah. really excited by both of those cameras. You know, you and I we are Canon heads, um, and I've already said to you I'm time with the idea of changing to the to the EOS R. But I was said I was waiting for the super duper camera to come out. It's coming out now, but am I going to really going to want to or be able to afford? Four thousand euro for a camera body? Uh, I don't think so. So yeah, maybe we'll see. I, I might end up going for the EOS R six. Just like I mean, look at when you think about it. The time we went down to carry that time when you had the EOS R and I had the EOS R P. Yeah, you know, I mean, the yeah. R P is a lot, lot lower grade camera, but it still performed exceptionally well. It's unreal. It's very, very good camera. Do you know, and I tell you this much now, Darren. If that camera, that R P, had C log, mm. I would have. I would actually buy one of them as well, just for the lightness, how much smaller it is, and then I could put that on the Ronin SC. Yeah, I think it'd be much better for the than the ESR, and I'd probably get an underwater housing for the RP Dennis because it's cheaper, it's lighter. You know, I mean, a lot of people out there that are YouTube vloggers say that it is the best vlogging camera that's out there. Um, for those reasons, because you can put it onto a gimbal, it's not going to be overly heavy. Okay, your lens is going to be the heaviest thing that you have there. But again, e even, yeah. even at that, just with the quality that it gives you, that was a phenomenal camera. So at the same point, the EOS R6, which would probably be the little brother to the R5, similar to the, the RP's little brother to the EOS R, could be more than an adequate camera. Okay, 20 megapixel full frame sensor. Mm, that's the only thing that lets me down. You don't have it. 
Would you want more megapixels in 20? 38. I remember we said before that I'd like to have a fine medium. I think 38 was a, a good figure. Um, just based in okay. regards to it's not too big, it's not too small, you will get to capture a lot of data. And you're already getting a lot of data, by the way, on a 20 megapixel camera. You know, I mean, your Mavic shoots at a 20 megapixel camera. The one before shot at a 12 megapixel yeah. camera. I remember one of the first digital cameras that I got, I thought I was the bee's knees in the cat's pajamas. I had a five megapixel camera. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know what? Actually, I have a photograph of Ben Bulbin on a 12 megapixel camera, the Sony A7S, and it's gorgeous. There you go. There's enough detail in it, like, do you know? So, I mean, you could go overboard. I mean, look, they are, again, you kind of said it a second ago, the USR 5, it's 50 megapixel or something like that. I mean, the more pixels you try and fit in the sensor, the degrading of the quality that you're going to get. So, you know, the Canon EOS R, uh, what's it called? EOS R, EOS 5R, EOS R5 or whatever it was, not the EOS. Yeah. The the full frame version of it, they had the 50 megapixel camera. Yeah, yeah. It suffered from a lot more of noise because you're trying to cram everything oh, into, the, sorry, okay. into the sensor, do you know? When you said uh, it suffers from quality, I was like, going, what? I know, sorry, yeah, I meant noise, <laughs> like, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, okay, your, yeah. Your sensor is a full frame sensor size, I mean, so. That's right. Uh, that's why the, that's why the Sony A7S uh, the one and two are beasts in low light because it's got such a small pixel count. So like uh, my one was the 12 megapixel camera in the Mark 1. I don't know what the Mark 2 is. I think it was 16 megapixel, but I don't think it was more than that if it mm. was. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's exciting for Canon. That's a, finally a good bit of good news that you're bringing to the table. Let's try and, you Yay. know, what we should try and do there is tune into it and uh, we can have a chat about it as we as yeah. we see it live. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, so guys, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. It might be a long one. Well, I might edit it down a bit. It's an hour and 14 minutes. I've been recording for, now I do know you jogged off there for about 10 minutes. Uh, we but, have to uh, cut uh, all I the really, uh, profanities that you put through it as well, to be fair. I have no profanities. I never curse. Bear man, if, if you had shares in beep, you'd be absolutely loaded. <laughs> Thanks very much for watching. Everyone really, really do. They're watching you know instead of listening to you. Are they ah. watching you as well as listening to you now? Oh, you just said to everybody, "Thanks very much for watching." What's yeah. That? Okay, I'll just start, restart that again. Exactly. Thank you very much for tuning into the Irish Photography Podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. If you'd like to further your experience, jump over to the Facebook page where you can join as a member. All you have to do is say a name of the host of the Irish Photography Podcast. My name is Dermot. His name is Darren. And if you jump over to the Instagram, the Instagram, uh, Darren does a great job of running that side of things. And he posts pictures of our listeners and shares information on that. I have no pictures of our listeners, pictures from our listeners, just as a disclaimer there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should post pictures of our listeners. Be nice. Today's listener special is Timothy O'Toole. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Thanks again for watching, guys. Thanks again, Darren. I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everybody. Slong of fall. Hey, guys. If you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week, and remember, keep shooting.